Last time on Four or Astra, Doroth, Felomir, and Finch. The four of you stand idly on a beach. This beach leads up a grassy area on a large incline. You see a small plume of smoke rising at the top of the hill. Keth is not with you. Where's Keth? He should have been right here. What's that? I don't know. Doris, can you speak to Keth? I can try. Keth, you feel a heat all around you. You find yourself in a dark cave. On your bare feet, you feel loose rock and a layer of soft ash. Keth, where are you? Well, I don't know where I am. Where are you? Keth doesn't know where he is. Well, that's certainly not good. Did he say anything? He asked where we were and said he didn't know where he was. Just some sort of smoke coming from up there. Seems worth checking out. Maybe he's somewhere close. All right, so you move up the hill to investigate. And as you are determining where you are and look at your right, you see a dark-skinned elf walk towards you. This elf has white hair and effeminate features. The drow smiles at you. Ah, finally. Yagir said you would be delivered to me here. It's me, your sibling Hakar. Hakar? I wasn't talking to you! You're not my sibling! Who are you talking to? We're the only people here! No, there's another within you. Doesn't seem like anyone else is here. It's no matter. I guess I'll just have to beat him out of you. Give me initiative. And then we're going to cut back to the other forward. Oh. <laughs> Punch him in him face. <laughs> As you reach the peak of the hill, you find a small jungle-themed style cottage at the peak. You stop quickly as the front door begins to open. Astra, you see the face of the man from your visions, the one requesting help and rescue from Wavebreak. This was too easy. Sections of dirt all around you begin to rise up. The hands and faces of undead break out from beneath the loose dirt. Mm. Give me initiatives. Mm. Son of a bitch. Where are my friends? So you grapple him? And I'm going to try to throw him into the lava. Okay. Uh, give me a strength check. It's a, it's a 14. I got a four. So yeah! you chunk him into the lava. Yeah! <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> the fuck out of here. The car falls into the lava and you watch from this cliff as you see his body hit the lava and begin to melt. But then he starts to grow. Clouds start to whirl above. And then you see a large silhouette in the steam. Kath, you see the white pale face of a giant come out of the steam that's billowed around the base of this crater of a volcano. A lightning bolt shoots down from the sky, destroying the cliff you're on, and you fall down into the volcano pit. No! Within your vision is a fiery blaze, and in front of you, a pale, lumbering giant standing roughly 30 feet tall. Your HP has increased to 100 in your mystic form. You are not 10 feet tall like last time, but 20 feet tall. The fight between two giants of destruction is about to begin. Oh, shit. But then we switch back to the party. Of course. <laughs> Delaro the necromancer springs forth from his cottage and strikes an offensive stance, pointing a wand... 13. 13 damage kills him. Yeah! Oh, yeah. Lucky what? 13. Lightning strikes from the sky above, and uh, he dies. And with him, since there's nothing to control the zombies anymore, they also fall over dead. Keth, your mental state is almost the same as your first fall in domestic form back in the School of Planar Learning. You are enraged, and you know your enemy. And that enemy is this storm giant in front of you. And then I'm going to move on the opposite side around the lava and try to grapple him. 12. Yeah. Hey. Okay. Duncan. Yes. <laughs> Duncan. 
<laughs> dunk. Um, dunk. <laughs> yes! You dunk him head first into the lava, and you see like him starting to like melt and burn from the lava intensity. And in your vision, a hundred yards away on this hill, stands the mind flayer that fought you in the school of planar learning. The mind flayer looks to the volcano and then hurriedly waves his hands. A blue energy swirls in the area. The mind flayer walks through it, leaving this place. It was the mind flayer! The, the mind flayer? From the school? Oh, the one you guys fought? Yes! I'm gonna snap into action after, like, kind of just being frozen for a second at not knowing what's going on with Keth. And then I'm just gonna start running towards the boat. Okay. Keth. You fell unconscious after dunking a car into the lava. You wake up being lifted out of the volcano. You are attached to a rope. You look up to see a bunch of men pulling you. Below you, free climbing, carrying your gear, Kurgle. Your sister follows closely behind. She sees your eyes have opened and says, Little brother, what have you gotten yourself into? You journey with Kurgle and her merry band of pirates to the east coast of the pirate island, to a pirate town that I do not have the name of. Not important. But you do know that she lives in a pirate town on the east coast above a brothel. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm doing. <laughs> The brothel also acts as a bar and tavern with food, and because her place is above it, seems like a good resting place for you and your condition, just to need to relax and gain some energy back. We'll say your HP's at like 10. Yeah, I'm, I'm significantly hurt yeah. right now. And your right? energy is just drained. You are completely fatigued. Okay. Actually, there is a condition called fatigue, and we will say you are in that condition whenever you come out of mystic form. Actually, it's not called fatigue. Exertion? Yeah, I guess it's an exhaustion. You have a level of exhaustion. We'll say two levels of exhaustion. You have disadvantage on ability checks and your speed is halved. I think that's reasonable. So you get to this brothel and she sits you down almost like a senile man in a wheelchair with a blanket. Like you're just you're being treated in that sense. And they bring you a hot plate of food. She sits down and says, so so what happened? And I'm just tearing into this food. I'm ravenous after that combat. We'll say it's like a roasted pig leg and some various vegetables and a big old pint of ale. You, there's, there's something that you don't know about me, Kirkle. What was that? I mean, we saw the flames coming from the volcano, so we went to check it out to make sure nothing bad was happening, but then the flames died down. And we went to the top to look in, and I just saw your body naked laying in the, uh, on the, the cold rock. Where do we even start? The whole reason we're, we're here, we're investigating and unbalancing the elements, you know? You've, you've heard about that, right? Yeah, you talked about that a little bit when they had me tied up in the bottom of the boat. Right. Well, I didn't tell you everything. We're, 
We're trying to find the orbs, the four orbs. You know, you've, you've heard of the four orbs, right? No, what's the Forbes? Not not <laughs> the Forbes, the four. Eh, never mind, that's relevant. That's irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> so I was tussling in a volcano. <laughs> we went into this prison called uh, Wavebreak. We got down to the bottom because Astra, you know, my adopted little sister, has these visions. And we thought that she saw a lesser guardian down there. I think it was a trap. When we got down to the bottom, we found a uh, teleportation portal, and it brought me to the volcano, where this drow elf named Hakar was there. He said that I was his brother, but it wasn't really me, it was something inside of me. You know how you, you heard that, that I'm the, the giant slayer? Oh, oh yeah, you, you killed the fire giant. I am the fire giant. You're the fire giant? How do you turn into the fire giant? I, I don't know how it happens. It just, whenever I get hurt bad enough, I, I just transform. And I guess that's what happened in the arena, but I killed everyone. I thought I, I thought I saved them, but I didn't. It happened again. I threw the I threw this drow elf off the volcano and I thought I killed him, but then he came back and he was a giant. He was, a, he was like a lightning giant. And then he knocked me off the volcano, and I fell in, and then I transformed into a giant. And we had a giant battle. Oh, wow. I wish I could have seen that. It was probably pretty cool. I don't remember a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's still kind of fuzzy, but I do remember dunking him into the lava. And that's the last thing that I remember. Until I looked up and saw your men bringing me out of the volcano. Have you seen my friends? Uh, no, I, I don't know where they are. I don't know where they went either. The, the last time I saw them, we were in that prison. Huh. I was the first one to go through the portal. I don't even know if they went through it. They could be strapped down there. We gotta go. We gotta uh, go find them. Well, okay, well, I, I have a boat. I have a small little skiff with a cell on it. We can see if we can go somewhere. Okay, we need, we need to go. We'll finish your plate of food first. Uh, okay. I'll just like start shoving it in my mouth. <laughs> The four of you are on a rowboat, and Astra is getting to use her gust of wind to turn it into basically a motorboat. Y'all are bouncing on the waves, heading towards the pirate island on the east coast, and you see a small little pirate town. As you get close to it, you see Keth, Kurgle, and two other pirates running out onto a dock to jump on a boat. I start screaming bloody murder. <laughs> Give me a perception check, Kath. Kath! Kath! <laughs> it's a 21. All right. So you hear Kath's being screamed out from the water, and you look over and you see your four friends speeding towards you on a rowboat that Astra's on the end of shooting air backwards. I'll grab a, like, Kurgle on the shoulder, and I'll sit out oh, there here, and I'll run over to, like, the docks to, to meet them. And Finch is on the bow of the rowboat, and... George Washington. <laughs> I'll give him. I'll give him a salute. Is gonna come up? So yeah, you get closer to the dock and you stop the gust of wind and start to row in gently towards the dock, and y'all get onto the platform and greet Keth Kurgle and her two pirate friends. Oh, Keth! Thank God. Uh, we have to go find my stuff. I jump on top of Keth to hug him. 
and just ignore Dorith. Where? What <laughs> happened? Where have you been? Where? What was, what was all the volcano? Where, where did y'all go to? Did you did you go, did you go through the portal thing? Yeah, but we landed on a beach. We fought Delaro. He fought tricked Delaro? us. We mean he tricked you. It seems he lured us to this island for some reason. I don't exactly know why. Yeah, there there was no guardian trapped in, in Wavebreak. It was him the whole time. After we defeated him. We turned around and uh, the Mind Flayer and like a band of assassins were coming near us and then something with the volcano happened and they vanished. Uh, I was I was in the volcano. It, it, it happened again. I, I became the fire giant again. But there's, there's another one, like me. But he's not a fire giant. He's a, a lightning giant. I think, I guess they're called um, Storm Giant? There was another giant? Yes. Well, when I went through the portal, I, uh, there was a, a drow elf there, and he called me brother and said that he was there to, to fight me and that um, someone had, had brought me to him. And uh, so I picked him up and threw him in the lava. <laughs> Naturally, <Obviously>. yes. <laughs> but whenever he hit the lava, it started to rain, like, really hard, harder than I've ever seen it rain before here. And when, he, when, it, uh, when the steam kind of cleared out, there was a, a storm giant there. And a lightning bolt hit me, and I fell into the lava, and that's when I became the fire giant. We paddled, and I dunked him in the lava. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a feeling whatever your outcome was, the uh, mind flayer was not counting on it. I guess not. And Kurgul and her, her men here saved me. They came to investigate the, the volcano, and they found me down there. I'm going to rush over to Kurgul and hug her. Aww. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> <Yo>. <laughs> It's okay, little one. I was there for him. Thank, thanks for finding him. <laughs> I wouldn't abandon him if I knew he was there in the first place. He's my brother. This makes up for you shooting me. <laughs> <laughs> that was tussling. That's not tussling. <laughs> Damn it. Well, I'm glad that everything worked out, I guess, but it's still so confusing. What were their motives? I'm not sure if I feel like we've corrected whatever imbalance is supposed to be here. I, it doesn't, I don't see... We never found an orb or anything here either. Well, you said it was a trap, right? Well, yeah. The, at least Wavebreak was a trap. And the Mind Flayer worked for Velmir. Maybe they were trying to get the orbs back. Maybe. There was another one with the Mind Flayer, right? Another, like, underling? Or was that... There was another tiefling underling, and y'all did kill him. Yeah. Are there constructs on this island? Um, yes. Not in the abundance of Port Greasel. Some shop owners in the pirate towns probably have purchased constructs. So I don't see any walking around or flying around or anything? Though. Not currently, no. And we didn't have any chases on our boat ride either. It's also, like, close to mid... Like, probably after midnight, actually. Um, from the fight happening at sunset, and then the travel time of you getting here from... Delaro's Island and then Kurgle getting Keth out of the volcano and bringing her, bringing him here. I mean, it, it's definitely like after midnight, probably. I'm just, I'm wondering if anything that we've done has affected CFH or these constructs or the Gnome Island in general, what could be happening over there. And Dorth things are still over there. I'm wondering if we need to make another stop. Y'all did leave Port Greasel in uh, quite a mess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes, we, we should see what we can do about CFH. Um, 
As far as we know, Delaro was in charge, and probably the root of most of the problems there. And he's he's dead now, so. Did you find anything, like, on him, or? Oh yeah, we we uh, found the amulet of the fallen moon. So that that was the source of all of this. As far as we know, he was using the gem from the amulet and his wand to raise the dead. So, I don't know, maybe that's how... Yeah, we don't know exactly what he did, but he modified the amulet in some way. Well, maybe if we confront Watts and Needles with these items, we might have some leverage upon them. And maybe we should get the governor and bring him, let him know that he is now fully in charge. Maybe he can kind of get Port Greasel back in shape. Yes, when, um, when I spoke with Needles and Watts, they did seem rather hesitant of Delaro. Maybe a lot of the problems CFH was causing was due to him. This is assuming any of them are still alive. That's true. I don't know. Either way, maybe we should bring them their head. What? Bring (laughs) bring them them his his head. head. My bad. (laughs) Maybe not in the literal sense. I think we have enough evidence of that now. Yeah, true. Wait, did you take his head? No. No, but we, we have his amulet and wand, though, and I don't think... It's anything he would ever depart with unless he was dead. So the pirates and the uh, gnomes used to work together, right? Like The pirates used to protect the gnomes from like outside invaders. I'm wondering if maybe we get Kurgle and her merry band of pirates and we all go to the gnome island. I think that's a good idea. Try and bring some control back and take it out of the hands of the constructs. Yeah, I guess I guess you don't know about this Delaro guy, do you, Kurgle? No, I don't know about him. He was some sort of wizard or something, but he was con- he was controlling everything on the Gnome Island. I think he caused the volcano to erupt. Oh, apparently he was he was putting z- dead people's souls in the constructs or something. Oh, is that how they were? Well, that's why they they didn't need the pirates' protection anymore because they that's where all the constructs came from. So they were using their dead pirates to make. The constructs work? Pretty much, yes. That's what it seems like. So we were still protecting them. They owe us money. (laughs) (laughs) In a sense, I guess so. Ah, but, yeah. Perhaps that's a discussion to have with uh, Governor Foyston and the council over there. Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) I think we should all go go pay them a visit. I think the gnomes could really use your help, Kurgle. They've, the constructs seem to have really taken over over there. And I, I would think this is your chance to mend relationships, and we're, we're very willing to help. I, I think Fort Greasel needs our help, all of our help. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll see where I can get together. And she starts to run off the dock. Something else that I think you guys should probably know. Whenever I dunked the, the storm dart Hakar into the lava and he was, he was melting, he like turned into a mist and floated away. So I don't think he's... I don't know if he's really dead. Did you say Hakar? Yeah, like in my vision. Or I guess it was the voice that I heard. So Hakar was this person you fought? Yes, that's what he said. Interesting. Hmm. Maybe the 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 moon gem was used on him at some point and he just will keep coming back? Is that how that works, perhaps? He didn't seem like a, a zombie or anything. Yeah, immortality. But... He could come back, so... And probably will. And he's going to be looking for me. And if I'm with you, he might be in danger, too. Yes, and if this this Mind Flayer is involved, then it could have something to do with Vorin as well. Vorin. Well, at, at any rate, it's, it's rather late. 
Kurgle needs some time to get some people together, I assume. Maybe we should rest for the evening and venture back to Port Griesel in the morning. I agree. Sounds good to me. Yep, I'm not going to argue with that. You know, Carl's got a place upstairs we could go to. In any any flat surface for peace, quiet, and to lie down, I will be grateful for. Sounds like a plan. All right. So the five of you head to Kurgle's place and uh, go inside, find a place to sleep on the floors because it is like a one-bed place, and uh, get some rest and do a long rest. The five of you wake up throughout the morning on your own time and prepare spells if needed and do anything else that might need to be done for your day. Uh, hey, uh, Kev. Yeah? Um, you mentioned the, the, the being you fought was called themselves Hakar. Yeah. Um, I was reading back through that journal that uh, Doroth found at the college, and I found uh, an interesting little passage here. Um, I think we read it before, but it didn't have much meaning then. Um, apparently, this group of people traveled to a place called Windstrafe Keep, and uh, as they were leaving, they saw an army of lava men having a battle with this Hakar creature. And then Hakar and Mestic himself began fighting at the top of the keep. Oh. I'm not sure who this Mestic is, but lava men, fire giant, they're perhaps related in some way. Hakar, he's... He said that the mystic was inside of me, that I was a vessel. Hmm. I guess I am mystic, or the fire giant in me is mystic. And now that you say that, I did, I did have little minions with me, little lava guys that helped me fight. Yes, perhaps this fire giant that's inside of you is named mystic, and that storm giant that was in the drow was named Takar. What does that mean? How does? I was even like happen. look at me and start like patting myself. How do, how do I get him out of me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, based on what you said when you uh, d- dunked him in the lava, perhaps you have to die for him to be out of you. I don't want to die. I don't. I don't want you to die either. But uh, just something I thought I should mention. Uh, perhaps we should see if we can seek out any more information on this Mestic or Hakar. And who knows if there are other giants. In the similar vein as those two. It's a good idea. Something to look into after we finish things here in the run. Are we going to go get the governor first, or do we want to go straight to Port Griesel? I think it would probably be wise to speak with Governor Foyston. Are we going back for Doroth's belongings? It's on the way, I think. It's on it? the Gnome Island where okay. we'll end up. It's yeah. on the Gnome Island, but on the opposite side of the Gnome Island. But, I mean... uh Sounds like you have a nice ride ahead of you, but it did take quite a bit of effort to get to the middle of the desert. Yeah, we did have to you know, do quite a little trek there. Well, maybe we can uh, get old, shoot, not Dewey, but the other one, and ride an elephant there. <laughs> <laughs> or Doroth might know, I remember how to ride one now. <laughs> Bill Cole's assuming he's alive. Astra, just fly to the middle of the oasis and get into our stuff. <laughs> Not a bad idea. Yeah. I mean, I could. <laughs> How long does flight last? Up to 10 minutes. Mm. Oh. Damn. You cast it a couple times. Third level spell, 10 minutes. 60 feet flight speed. 
Uh, I'm going to kind of take PVAC off my shoulder and I'll take my pack and all that kind of stuff, assuming they probably weigh about the, the same. I'm like, PVAC, can you fly with this? And I'll, I'll kind of hold both out like this. We'll say it's like half the weight of yours because it is a smaller backpack for a gnome and it's probably filled with a hollow drum. A lute, accordion, pan flute, small drum, and an explorer's pack, and 26 rations. Yeah, we'll say it's like half the weight of yours. Uh, he tries, and he gets it off like the bed, but he struggles and then comes back down. But that is heavier. All right, well, it's probably a little lighter than this. Uh, hold on. I'll kind of reach in, maybe take out my crowbar, my water skin, and... What are you doing? The potions. Well, I'm thinking if... He can hold a certain amount of weight. Maybe he can just go fly and pick up your things and... No! I would never trust my things in the hands of this. Okay, fine. I'll put them back. I'll put my pack back on. <laughs> I mean, currently your things are just sitting... Yeah, they can sit there. Unguarded. Wow. <laughs> okay. I was trying to help you, Dora. I would personally go get them myself. Wait a minute. What? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grab Dora and like lift him up. And what? then I'm going to like grab him like uh with my uh index finger <laughs> and my thumb and like lift him up like that it's like well pvac could just fly you there you're light enough uh, what do you I, mean I, i'm like i think you might be right pvac could never lift me see if pvac could lift him i'll just pick him on my shoulder do you want to ask him well this is i don't want to force it on you <laughs> <laughs> let's go i'm, I'm not gonna use all you speak speak with small bees okay pvac yes <laughs> <laughs> How much can you lift? Hmm. I don't really know. Like in, in, in pounds. I don't I don't really know. Give me an estimate. Two hundred. Two hundred pounds? Sure. I can't lift two hundred pounds. Two pounds. I just watched you I obviously weigh more than two pounds, so I don't really know what a pound is. Oh that's right. Well, I, I just saw you try to lift a backpack. I obviously weigh more than a backpack, so... Are you are you asking if I can carry you? They're asking if you can carry me. I mean, I can try, but I don't know. Fine, give it a try. Humor me. Okay. Do you want me to just grab onto your collar or something? Sure. So he, like, flies over to your back and, like, grabs the collar, and he easily picks you up. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> oh, wow, you're really light. You're super strong. <laughs> You're really, really light. Wow. <laughs> Fly me to my stuff post haste. <laughs> <laughs> my instruments are alone. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? That D is D brilliant. Yes. <laughs> I didn't think we were going to get there. That's good. People aren't even going to, like, if someone sees, they're not even going to see PVAC. Like, they're going to see me fly. <laughs> I feel like this is a sweet, like, we could use this for a lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what a development. Ooh, you could cast invisibility on yourself oh, and have oh, PVAC carry shit. you. Just to anywhere. anywhere. <laughs> that could be your normal just mode of transportation. <laughs> what the fuck? God, why are there so many missed opportunities with PVAC that we're just now exploring? <laughs> PVAC and the fact that Dorth is a pound. Like, there's yeah. so many. So uh, many things. Dude. Dorth could have been thrown in a lot of situations. <laughs> oh, I tried that once. <laughs> uh, yeah. Did yeah. I weigh a pound? Yeah, I did. I, weigh did, a pound did. I just yeah. sucked. Yeah, that was a uh, of the sore subject for Dorth at the time. <laughs> it was. Yeah. 
that icy staircase was no good. That mm. staircase took a lot of us out. Like, that was the hardest boss fight of the whole. Wait, so are you actually wanting P-Back to fly right now? Yes. Okay. Right now. So Immediately. <laughs> So you step out onto outside of Kurgle's place and onto like this plat like this balcony that kind of overlooks the port. And I will also cast invisibility on myself. Do you have invisibility or greater invisibility? I have greater invisibility. I think that's a shorter duration, just so you know. Oh, okay. Never it mind. is. I believe it's one minute. Never hmm. mind. What's the difference? I, I would think greater would be better than greater, well, greater invisibility. I think you can attack. Allows you to make attack actions okay. and stay invisible. Oh wow! Whereas invisibility, if you take an attack, you become. Visible. Uninvisible yeah. again. Uh, visible, not uninvisible. Uninvisible. <laughs> <laughs> That's like unsweet tea. <laughs> I've never oh my god, that. I've never thought about that yeah. either. Yeah. It's fucking tea. <laughs> so yeah, you step onto the balcony and PVAC kind of follows you and lands like on the handrail next to the balcony. He looks at you and he says in small beast, are you, are you sure? I am positive. Looks like a really long, far away. I mean, are you sure? I, I think so. Can you make the trip? Can you make the trip? I can make the trip. Okay. And he flies up and jumps onto your collar and picks you up. And you all see doors. Yes, it is the Hey Arnold Pigeon Man. Does that happen, right? They get him by the shores and fly him off. I knew there was something in my head. I was like, what cartoon is this? And y'all see Dorothy? <laughs> Just exit the scene. <laughs> okay, I yeah. guess you gotta we'll, like uh, screenshot that off Google and put that on. Yeah. <laughs> there he goes. I guess we'll see uh, d over there. I can't hear you. <laughs> I'm I'm gone, dude. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> what an interesting out. turn of events. Check it out. D N D. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I. Well, I guess here, uh, gonna, I guess we're gonna meet him in Port Greasel. Something like that. Uh, <laughs> I was coming back here. <laughs> like, I, I assume it's going to take a while. Yeah, it's going to take a yeah, while. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Not as long as it would have taken if we just walked there. Yeah, because mm. you'd have to go through the desert skill challenge again and everything. Yeah, yeah. I guess we should uh, make our way to the Governor's Island, I would think. Kurgle comes back to her place, and as she enters the air, like comes up the staircase, she looks at y'all and says, Is that Dorothy? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, uh, my bird Pivac is taking him to gather his things where we entered Wavebreak. That's a strong little bird. He's he is for sure. He's uh, a Mark One construct. He's also a light little gnome. Well, he's small. Well, gnomes are usually pretty heavy for a bird like a parrot. He's he's lighter than most gnomes. Yes, he is exceptionally light. Oh, okay. I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've gathered 150 pirates. Oh wow. Okay. Oh. We are ready to do this thing. Five ships. Cannons loaded. Okay. Um, I don't know if that's the really <laughs> quite the entrance we're trying to make. But it's good that you're prepared. Yeah. Just in case those constructs try to attack us more. Yes. You like you like bashing constructs, Kurgle? Well, I like tussling with anybody. <laughs> good. <laughs> All right, Kurgle. Well, we would first like to go by uh, the governor's island to pick up Foyston to let him know that... Delaro is uh, deceased, and he is officially in charge. Okay, then yeah, let's do it. Uh, we got the five ships ready on the dock, so uh, we can go get there now. Okay. So you want to go to the Governor Island first? Yes. Okay. And then into Port Greasel. All right, so y'all head down to the docks and uh, load up. 
and the ships sail off towards Port Riesel. Uh, Doroth, as you are flying over Port Griesel, you notice something strange is going on. Uh, there is smoldering buildings all over the place. It seems like the place has been burnt pretty bad all over. What the fuck? Um, in the center market, though, where, like, uh, Hans Klein's shop was and the cigar lounge lit, there is a large gathering of people, and gallows have been built. What the fuck? Fuck! <laughs> do I see anything? Do I notice anything else? Do you want to get close to find out? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. So you don't want any further information than that, and you just want to keep going for your stuff? I feel like we're gonna find out soon enough. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we, me and Pvac, need to be in any more danger than we already are. Just the mental image of Doroth <laughs> flying over. <laughs> Uh, poor Griesel just burnt to the ground and just saying, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> is a great image to me. I, I'm, I'm loving the adventures of Doroth and Pivak. <laughs> yeah. right this is, this is cool. a good little combo. I really hope I see some fan art of uh, Pivak carrying Doroth and flying with yeah. him. <laughs> Putting the word out. Fan art on that one, please. <laughs> I imagine uh, his wings are going like a hummingbird. It's like... <laughs> It's just a straight line, no up and down at all. No, he's a a construct, dude. It's very mathematical. Mm -hmm. The four of you are on ships cruising across the bay and make it over towards the port where you see all the piers and everything. And something odd comes into view like floating in the waves, inactive constructs, whales, dolphins, sharks, all just kind of belly up. That is a good sign. Ah, it's a, it's a sign, all right. Doesn't look like we'll be doing much construct bashing. Well, maybe things are a little better off than we suspected. I hope so. Me too. And so, uh, as you get even closer, you notice that there are bare bodyguards along the roads of the dock road that have also fallen over and are completely inactive. There's even an elephant and a giraffe that are near like a smoldering building that have no longer, that are no longer servicing. And people are walking around trying to do what they can to help save the city. Uh, guys, perhaps this has something to do with Delara's death and the necklace. I think it might have a lot to do with all of that. I'm just. Not exactly sure how it all connects. I mean, when, when Delaro died, the undead that he had conjured died with him, yes? True. Maybe all of the souls that powered these constructs did the same whenever he died. That makes sense. And then a golden PVAC comes flying in in front of the boat that you're on, leading the ships. And it says, Welcome, travelers. Where are you headed? Uh, the governor's island, I say. The governor is no longer inside his mansion. He is currently inside Port Griesel. Oh, Then to Port Griesel. Then to the port we go. Oh, no. (laughs) Who is the captain of these ships? I'm the captain of these ships, Kurgle says. Captain Kurgle, the wretch, I recognize you. Thank you for visiting Port Griesel. You may dock at sections 71 through 77. 
Your ships will need to take a little bit more room, and then you may tour Port Grizzle as needed. Thank you for visiting. You have 72 hours before your ships will need to be moved. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> the whole time that the construct or the PVAC flew up, like I've had my hand on one of my. I was thinking the same thing. Like I had a crossbow ready to come up and shoot this thing. And uh, the the boats come in and dock. It takes a bit of effort because they are large ships. And y'all exit onto the pier and start walking in support, Grizel. Doroth, you've been flying over the area a little bit more, and your journey has taken you over the center of the island, where you see the manufacturing plant of these gemstones. Okay. Uh, gnomes are kind of rambunctiously running from building to building in sort of a panic, while the undead that were in the pins have just fallen over and are no longer walking around. Oh, interesting. So this is... This is what you saw before, right? Yeah, this is it. And those guys, right? I'll point to the undead or whatever. Those guys were up and walking around, right? Yeah, real slowly, shoulder to shoulder. I'll give a little fist pump. Like, yes, <laughs> <laughs> we did it. And you fly on towards the desert. <laughs> I love the side effect of this PVAC flight. Being able to see everything from an aerial view. Yeah. Back to you four. You step out onto the dock road and you hear sort of a chanting going on. Like a large crowd is saying something in unison in a distance away. So you can't quite make out what it is. Can I try? Sure. Give me a passive perception check. 15. Uh, it's very, very difficult. This is a high DC. Okay. What's going on up there? I don't know. Uh, so we're like, just exiting the dock area yeah. at this point? Yeah. Can we tell, like, we can tell what direction it's coming from? Yeah, it seems to be coming from the center of the city. Well, sounds like it's coming from the, the center market. Probably heading that way. Yeah, let's check it out. Be cautious. Uh, do we see any people around us? Oh, uh, yeah, there's people walking around trying to, like, like, you see people carrying supplies to, like, a building, some running by real quick with, like, buckets of water. I'm going to stop somebody. Anybody. Okay. Uh, excuse me. Uh, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's going on here? Oh, um, well, I don't know if you've just if you've never been to Port Greasel before, but we, the constructs turned on us, everyone. They turned on you, and what happened? What happened now? They all seem to be inactive. Oh, well, they just kind of shut down, and we're trying to, to get things back in order. Uh, okay. Well, what's going on over over in the center market? Oh, they're hanging people. Hanging who? The ones in charge. Oh, Lord. Oh, God. The like, French I'm... Revolution. <laughs> Let's go. I'm going to start, like, dashing. Yeah, we, we need to get to Foyston before it's too late. Yeah, I'll <laughs> stop talking to him. Just keep going. All right. As we get or start to run off and get a little closer, can I try and do a perception check to hear what the chants are? Sure. 25. Yeah, that succeeds. You hear, kill them. Kill them. <laughs> kill them. <laughs> Kill as, as we're running and panting, they're chanting, kill them! Kill them! No we gotta shit. go! Oh my god. And I just got rid of calm emotions. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, I guess we'll just run, run that way. All right, yeah. so you run past the Lazy Leopard Tavern, which is also uh, busted up pretty bad. 
and then you turn left onto the center market road and you as you make the turn you immediately see this almost a thousand people between you and a large stage of gallows there are five ropes on top of the gallows and people are already prepped on them you see one needles two watts three foiston four Penrear, and five hans klein oh, Penrear and hans klein have to do with this right is uh so what we're arriving is i don't see dubro anywhere do i no you do not see dubro um as someone assuming there's someone working the gallows uh you don't see the one immediately you see like they're on platforms that will drop uh, and there is a lever off to the side that has not that does not have a person at it yet. So okay. are, are they? Do they already have the ropes around their necks and everything? Yes. Okay. And there's no one near the lever. There's no one near the lever currently. Okay. Does it look like anyone is like orchestrating this? Like, not yet. Okay. So there's no one like talking or anything. No, not yet. I'll dash up towards the lever. All right. Yeah. Now we will start a skill challenge. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. If you're so the, I'm assuming the main goal is to get to the gallows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's say you have two turns to get there, and you need five successes total to make it happen between the four. No, six, six to get through the yes. sea of gnomes watching this. You need six of eight, six, six of eight attempts to be a success, and the DC will be fourteen. It's fair. All right. There are lives on the line. There are for right sure. Right. <laughs> yes. Some that, y'all believe, some that y'all believe are innocent. Yeah. <laughs> I, I definitely want to get on there and I want to start cutting ropes. And I'm take charge, man. Uh, cutting ropes. Give me initiatives. Bellamere, <laughs> you're up first. Okay. And this is a team skill challenge, so you cannot repeat skills. I would like to cast Dimension Door. All right. How far does that go? I believe it is 500 feet. You win! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, like, it's like game-breaking. <laughs> 500 feet. Okay. Be there. Yeah. Uh, I will say that reaches the stage, sure. I will grab the closest person to me in our party. I'll roll for it. Yeah. Ditch. I grab Finch and... Cast Dimension Door to the stage. All right. Uh, you land on the Gallo stage. And Finch, it's your turn. <sighs> oh, wait. Give me a spell check still. 21. Okay. Yeah, you're there. Damn. No pressure. By the way, I think the, sk- the skill challenge is not just to get to... Yeah. A- anyway. <laughs> Perception to try and figure out who is in charge. Okay. Uh, give me a perception check. Who is in charge here? 19. Uh, that is a success, and you figure it out pretty quickly as four men are rushing up the stairs to the stage at you, at the two of you, like angrily, like you're trespassing in a scenario that you should not be trespassing. Yeah, because we, we are. <laughs> yeah. We have been doing that. Astra, your turn. You are 500 feet away. Okay. I'm going to use deception and pretend like I am rushing towards all the action to get a better look. And I'm going to start chanting, 
and try to get as close as I can. What's your convincing argument for the crowd to get out of your way? Let me at him. They killed my daughter. (laughs) Move it. I want to see they deserve this. I think that's going to be intimidation more than deception. I mean, just the fact that I'm not really. Where's my purse? <laughs> that's my purse. I don't know you. <laughs> um, well, I want to use deception <laughs> because I'm proficient in deception. Um, the deception is that I'm into the hanging. I don't like that. Okay. It needs oh, to be made. It needs to make you, Dave. sense. It I needs to be it was narrative. Clever. Needs to be narrative and logical, and you also have to have fun. I thought. <laughs> <laughs> okay, for me, Dave, role playing. I thought that was pretty clever. So I'm sorry. But are you having fun though? <laughs> <laughs> Is it? Not yeah. now. If you're not having fun, I then. was. I guess I just don't get it. I don't get how that is going to convince a crowd that also wants to see the hanging that you're more important than them and they should get out of the way. It's like going to a concert and saying, I really want to see me at the front of the stage. Get out of my way. It's like, I get the, I get where she feels the deception because it's not her character. She is acting a way that she has not played, but it is like, I'm not convincing them. They should get out of my way. I'm convincing them that I'm in on it with them and I'm excited for this murder. Yeah. But that doesn't get them out of your way though. Yeah. I was, I thought it was good until Dave used the band example. Cause if they also want to see the hanging clearly. So then can I just flank everything like around, like it's run so- around the crowd it basically? It sounds like you were trying to go for fit. a persuasion check or an intimidation check to get them out of your way. Okay. I've been very lenient on skill challenges and I've got to toughen up. Dave has to have fun too. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I don't know what the fuck I want to do. So Would you like you. to delay and let Keth go? Sure. Get out of our way! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the person that's uh, proficient. That's uh, a 22 on my intimidation. <laughs> All right. There okay. You clear the path for you and ask her to get closer. <laughs> <laughs> fun! Fucker. <laughs> How much fun? <laughs> Astro, it's still, I don't usually allow delays and skill challenges, but I'm allowing it now because you're mad at me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to sleep on the couch tonight. (laughs) Awkward. I mean, can I still hold my turn? I think it's the end. It's the end of the 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 round. It's your turn now. We'll say that you have gotten halfway to the stage with Keth screaming at the crowd as y'all get closer. Because most of them are gnomes that are like half the size of Keth, so... Oh, I didn't even think about that. All the, yeah. <laughs> we're or they're super visible in the crowd already. But I guess you could do an acrobatics check to <laughs> do some cool flips I over them. Crowd stomping. I think yeah. acrobatics is considered the escape artist from 3.5, so yep. you could use acrobatics to squeeze through the crowd. I am not proficient. I have sleight of hand. That could work, I guess. It's dexterity based, right? Or deception and like kind of like push people, but make it seem like other people are pushing. That's them. pretty good. Okay, yeah. Start, yeah. I'm, starting, starting, I'm yeah. starting a mosh pit. Okay, yeah. Yeah. You, I like you, that. You could you could do a deception check to push somebody and be like blame somebody else, so that that might clear a big spot for you to get through. Open up this fucking pit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 
That is going to be a 22. You succeed. You've made two people start fighting each other. <laughs> um, and Sweet. people spread out as they start to fight. And now people are into the fight and not the hanging, Exactly. Right? People are turned to the threat behind them in the sense of uh, hardcore mosh pit. Yes. Instead of watching the band, Everyone, we're going to walk down. Like that that should have been. Around. That's, yeah, like, if I had my instruments on me and I had, like, a cymbal, I would just, like, It's <laughs> 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 all right. So that's the end of that round. Uh, and because y'all sped up this process of getting people to the stage by dimension dooring, dimension dooring to the stage, give me you two athletics checks as you begin to tussle with people who are trying to push you off the stage like literally push you four <laughs> 13 Fuck. oh no and i assume they're oh, no they're gnomes the, too right the dc is 14 no these are actually like humans oh yeah i mean with penrir up there i can't assume that penrir is also a gnome the, but yeah. yeah that's what i mean oh, i'm like okay. i don't think the gnomes are in charge because she's on the gallows. Gotcha. Yeah, y'all two both get shoved off of the gallows stage because y'all basically stormed the stage like I got a concert and you're not allowed to be on the stage. <laughs> oh. The two of you, though, penalty-wise, something logical and narrative and have fun. If they get pushed pushed around... Oh, yeah, y'all might get in stuck the in the mosh pit. <laughs> or we're, like, pinned up against yeah, the, the stage. Yeah, the barrier on the side they're trying to get through pushes them back into <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, yeah, give the athletics checks, both of you. 14. 10. Defender wins for Astro. You break through, but you get shoved into Aww. the mosh pit, and you no one's letting you pass. <laughs> well, that ain't a good idea I on just, their part. I yeah. just nope. extend a hand, like, goodbye. <laughs> Yeah, no, Keth in the pit is the big guy that makes everyone not want to be in the pit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's it's not fun anymore. He's here. He's like the Cody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Give me initiatives again for the second round of this skill challenge. Vince, you're first. I don't feel like getting back on the stage right now is probably the right call. So We'll say the stage is like eight feet tall uh-huh. so that everyone in the crowd can see it. The stairs are on the left side and the lever is on the right side. Are those guys still on the stage? Yes. All four? Yeah, they're like looking at you as they shoved you off. Like, yeah, yeah, you're off here, man. Yeah. <laughs> is that what they said? <laughs> <laughs> so is the lever on the stage? Yes. Oh, okay got me afraid if I try and break the lever, it's going to go off. So I don't Yeah, you think, should be afraid of that. I don't yeah. think I want to do that. So I guess I'm going to stealth my way to... I'm not going to come up the stairs because I feel like they'll expect that. So maybe I'll come up the back. Like, I'll climb up the back, just the middle of the back. I will say that skills aren't the only thing you can do in a skill challenge. So can I attack? You can use weapon attacks during skill challenges. You can only do it once, though. What if I did... No, I can't just kill four dudes like that. <laughs> right? That's wrong. Dark Finch. Yes. I don't know. I guess they're going to gallow everyone. I can't have that. Let's talk movies. You want, You think <laughs> I can fucking shoot a rope? You got a sharpshooter, man. You're pretty fucking accurate. Yeah, I mean, the DC is the same regardless of skill, correct? Yeah. Yeah, it's a 14 yeah, so. DC. All right, well, then that's what I'll do. I don't know. That just seemed like a, like a I don't know. Like like a, a long shot? <laughs> <laughs> 
I think shooting uh, shooting some some people is probably not a good probably, idea. Probably probably a worse idea. Yeah, yeah, you might find yourself on those guys. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. So there's needles, Watts, Foyston, Penrear, and who? Hans Klein. Hans Klein. All right. Well, so I want to shoot the rope that is holding Penrear. Okay. Um. Using the longbow. Lobs are on the line. Eighteen. That's a hit. Penrear's rope drops to her side, and like she has no more tension holding her up. She doesn't react, though, and move or run because uh, she realizes that she probably shouldn't. And this is all happening very quickly. So next up is Felomir. Really? Wasn't it me? Oh, sorry. Yeah, it is Astra. I believe I'm last. Yeah, you are. Okay. What are the four dudes doing at the moment? Yelling down at Felomir and Finch, and then they shockingly turn their heads as Finch releases an arrow and hits the rope because they were watching him directly. So they are on the stage? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're the bouncers that kicked off the uh, band fans that rushed the stage to try and take the microphone. Mm. But it was a gang chant. For, from Tom Gable <laughs> of Against Me, and for him to just stand back and be like, I guess this is happening. I can't save anything. Because that's what happened at Sluggos in Pensacola. Still bitter. I hope you're listening. <laughs> right. Whoever Fucking you were assholes. that grabbed the mic, you ruined that show for days. <laughs> I'm going to do a level four command person or just command so that I can target all four of the dudes and say halt. So you are not all the way up to the stage yet. No. What's the range on that? 60 feet. I said you were 500 feet away. And then I think I said at the beginning of this round, you're halfway there. Could I dash and then make it? How? You got a crowd to get through. You got a crowd to get through still. See, that's the thing. They fucked up by doing the dimension door thing because they left y'all out of this. Ooh. You gotta penalize me for my one cool thing. <laughs> All I got is fucking dimension door. <laughs> Bellamere wants to have fun too, Dave. They didn't want to work together with you two. They just like, no, nah, we're doing this on our all right, own. All right, so first of all, I'm gonna stop this. You were trying to divide and like drive a wedge in the right party. Down the no. <laughs> Literally. No. I'm just gonna point it out so y'all see what the fuck he's doing. <laughs> Look at Dave. (laughs) (laughs) Smoke, son of a bitch. (laughs) Can I still see Kath? Yeah, you see him bouncing around in the mosh pit. Okay. (laughs) Enjoying Um, it. (laughs) (laughs) Stomping at (laughs) He's like, I can get into this. (laughs) Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. (laughs) I see him doing like that thing where they just walk back and forth. They got their shoulders raised. (laughs) There's a, I, I need to show y'all something that I picture exactly what Keth is doing. <laughs> <laughs> y'all know the band Harm's Away? No. I don't. I it's a hardcore band. Yeah, yeah. And there's a video of them. Well, the lead singer's like Jack. And there's this one thing where he's like two-stepping after he takes his shirt off to one of the songs. And it is like exactly what I picture <laughs> Keth doing right now. Okay. I am going to make my way to Keth and grab him, grab his hand, and cast a level four fly so that we can both get the fuck out of this mosh pit. Oh, right. So you get him out of the mosh pit, and y'all fly towards the stage. With a movement speed of 60, oh, but we'll, no we'll mosh say you pit. Get there. We'll, we'll say you get there easily. Cool. And then um, I do that cool thing that I said I was going to do that was actually pretty cool, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you bitch. Yeah, Wait, you, it's fine. You, now you I'll, be- I'll see you the next round. Well, if it happens. You only have two rounds. There's, ain't no next round. <laughs> so, yeah, y'all both fly towards the stage. Keth, you have a turn, and you are flying in. Coming in hot. <laughs> uh, and you are next, yes. What, what is the order of the hanging people? 
to be hanged. Needles, Watts, Foiston, Foiston, Pin Rear, Hans Klein. But Pin Rear's rip is now cut. Oh, I I see what she might be going for. All right, so I'm gonna land in front of where Pin Rear was, but I'm gonna do a slat. Oh, I don't have an axe. I have a working one. Oh no, I have a I have my throwing axes. I'm gonna pull out one of my throwing axes and use it as just like a hatchet. Uh huh. And slash at. Uh, as many ropes as I can, starting with Hans Klein, and at least trying to hit Poison's rope. Cause... So you're going to swoop in with the fly, attacking. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to fly by and just. <laughs> nice. <laughs> On all of them. Um, give me a. Attack. Is your goal all of them or mostly the first two? Uh, I'm going to start with Hans Klein because I think that he's the least complicit of the four remaining, and then Foiston, and then Needles and Watts. That, that is the order in my mind as to... But how is how important is Needles and Watts' ropes to you mentally? The least. Like, if you were to miss on Foisted, would you stop and continue, or would you move to Needles and Watts? I mean, I would think if you're flying in yeah, a, it would just... a swoop, like, coming in hot, there's no, like, coming in hot, stop, turn around. Yeah. And... So you're going for all four? Yeah. All right. I like it, but it would be saving all four people. And because you wouldn't stop for voice, I'm going to say you have disadvantage. Seven or higher. They're going to kill a child, dude. Oh, yeah! Oh, it's a flat roll of a 15. That'll be a 22 total. All right. You cut the ropes of all four remaining. Technically, all already had six successes, so the skill challenge is over. And as this kind of comes to a halt, we'll say that, Finch, you've kind of climbed onto the stage, seeing that your friend Keth just swooped in. You see Astra flying over, and Felomir is prepping whatever he wants to do. And so all four of you kind of just gather onto the stage and, like, block the staircase. And you see Buka walk towards the stairs. He's pissed. Buka. Buka. <laughs> Course. Uga. Doroth, I. You fly down over the desert. Peebeck seems to be having fun at this point. Like, he's kind of <laughs> zooming up and down the dunes, kind of like following the, the pattern of the hills of sand. And. You were kind of enjoying it. You seem right. to be controlling it nicely. Cool. Can we have a conversation? Sure. Hey, uh, hey, Peebeck. You look up and you can see his head, and that's the only way that he's going to be able to, like, give you any kind of movement. Okay. Uh, and he just kind of, like, does this. Like, he just kind of moves his head around in weird patterns, and he says, Hey. So, uh, I was wondering, um, so, uh, what are you? What do you mean? I'm a bird. No, I mean... Really, though? Like, before all this? I mean, I've told you this before. I'm really a bird. Really? You you were a bird and became a bird? Well, I don't remember, you know, specifics about being a bird, but yeah, I'm a bird. Wow. I'm, I used to be a parrot. Really? Interesting. I never knew this about you. Well, I, I feel like I told you this before. I might not have been paying attention. I, I think I, you just don't believe me when I say things. Well, I... There's a difference between not believing and not caring. 
sometimes, I, I don't know, I feel like we're getting close right now. I mean, I do have feelings, so what you just said kind of upsets me. No, look, obviously we haven't talked a lot. I'm I'm like this, okay? It's it's a thing. I'm trying to work on it. But look, I I think we're, we're doing a thing here. We're getting close. Uh, yeah, we are getting close. The oasis is just over this dune. And he comes over. <laughs> <laughs> And then you uh, fly over a dude and you see the dead octopus construct and your stuff is still sitting there. Oh, it's right there. Oh, I remember now. And he swoops in and lands you on top of the octopus. And I'm going to land or uh, look at my backpack or see, is the backpack there? It is there. Okay, I'm going to look and make sure all my stuff is there. Yep, everything is there, has been untouched. Sweet. All right. I'm going to strap my backpack on and away. (laughs) (laughs) He grabs onto your collar again and lifts up. Back to the four of you. I don't remember where we left off. (laughs) Kath came Uh, flying in and cut everybody free. And then Buka appeared. We all got on stage and then Buka showed up. That's right. Uh, Buka says, Oh God. Here we (laughs) go. (laughs) What does Buka say? <laughs> what, what are you doing here? Stopping this madness. What are you doing here? They are being charged for murders. What murders? A little blue house was burned. Did they burn it? Many people are involved in this. And though some may be a little more innocent, they all have a part to play. And how did your part become executioner, judge, and jury? The council voted. I don't think so, because I see a lot of the council up here on the gallows. They had a vote, and it failed. Buka, what do you know of what's transpired here? Innocent Vilko and innocent Rua were burned to death in their home. There's a tear falling down my cheek. By who? The constructs. Well, then the constructs should be up here. And that's why these five have been punished. What, What did Penrear have to do with controlling constructs burning down homes? Planning the revolt was a poor decision on her end. It caused violence and distraught throughout the society of ours. So you would have her sit idly by and watch the town of Port Grisel be taken over by constructs instead? There was peace, even if we were losing jobs. And you were losing peace in in the same time. Don't tell me about loss. I've lost my entire business now. You can rebuild. The constructs are no longer in charge. Give me a persuasion check. I'm sorry. These five must be punished. You don't know what's happened here today. Who is behind this, truly? Do you know who Delaro is? The hermit? He is not a hermit. He is the puppet master. The one pulling the strings. Foyston actually speaks up and says, Yeah, he kind of told me what to do when I needed to do something. I I really didn't make any calls. Uh, Yes, this Delaro was a necromancer. The constructs? They were powered by the undead, the necklace. And I'll hold hold out my hand to Astra, I think it has a necklace. Yeah. And in his defeat, you see the constructs now lying on the ground, lifeless. And I'll hold up the the necklace and say, This artifact is what empowered Delaro to transfer the souls of the undead into these constructs. And then I'm going to slam it on the ground and stomp on it. Okay, Uh, give me a persuasion check, Kath. And Felomir stepped in on that one, so I will say that you do get advantage. <laughs> Roll a three and a four. God damn it. Total of a five. Buka seems to be accepting. Like, you can see, like, he's kind of considering it, 
but then the crowd starts chanting, kill them again. Is the crowd a bunch of gnomes? It's, uh, I mean, Port Greasel is mostly gnomes, but there is a melting pot of races. We'd say it's like 50% gnomes and then 50% other races. Listen, Delaro and the Constructs have been defeated. Port Greasel is returned to you, its people. You don't need to do this. But if these people still stand and have leadership amongst us, they will do this again to us. They will not, because they will not stay here. We'll take them away from here. And then you can vote on who you think should run this place. Yeah, also, how did they fail the vote if they're the only members of the council? How does that seem fair? They're not the only members of the council. There are 12 of us. So where is the rest of the council? Elio pokes out from behind uh, somebody yes. and he waves. <laughs> and then uh, Ludwig walks up and kind of stands next to Buka, And then a couple others that y'all don't know who are also business owners throughout the port. So of the 12, only three are councilmen that are at the gallows. So your council voted that three of your members were responsible for this offense? Yes. How are you not all complicit in this? You were also in charge, yet did nothing to stop what was going on or Port Greasel being taken over by constructs. You sat idly by in your boats since there were no constructs trying to take your men's jobs. Did you not somehow help things along by doing nothing? Yes. How was, how was your role in this any more innocent than Penrears, for example? Because our business has suffered. We did not want the constructs. Neither Everyone did Penrear. Has suffered. Her whole business was destroyed. But Penrear was looking to revolt against the governor. And that is an offense for execution. Yet you're the one here executing the governor. The governor was also involved with CFH, allowing the constructs to take over these businesses. And again, you just knew all of this and did nothing. We, there was nothing we could do against the BBGs. Well, it looks like Penrear at least tried to do something. If anything, I think that is admirable. And you are cowardly, sir. Actually, she did not do anything against the BBGs. She was attacked by the BBGs. It wasn't until after the constructs fell apart and we found out about the revolt that we have charged Penrear with treason against our governor. At any time, we can hold an election for a new governor, and if she wanted to do that, she could have just gone for an election. I apologize, but you have not convinced me. However, if you really wish to bid for their lives and take them away from Laron, if they're willing, I will let them do that. One question. How does a hairdresser like Hans Klein get caught up in all this? <laughs> For real, I want to know. He's not. He's, he's, he just has a haircut. He's a clothes maker with a <laughs> stupid haircut. But that, that's good that you said that. Though. How does a fashionista like Hans Klein get involved in all of the this? The best genius. Did you ever go down below in the basement of Hans Klein's shop? I had no reason to. Constructs and slaves were doing a sweatshop down below. Constructs and slaves? Yes. He was using both constructs and slaves to make the garments. Well, with the last conversation we had with Governor Foyston, he was one freeing slaves from his island, letting constructs and people alike go free. That is correct. But again, Foyston has not been charged for having constructs and slaves. He has been charged for allowing CFH to do what he does. But Hans Klein is being charged... With Separately, with a different crime. Then is not everyone sense, in man. this town guilty of hiring and using some sort of construct? Yes, I feel like there should be some sort of trial rather than a, just an execution. That's why the council voted. That was the trial. Mm. Your council is ill-advised. I say we have another council. Listen, 
The populace of Port Greasel has agreed. That's why they're all here chanting kill them. If they didn't agree, then they wouldn't be doing this. I'm going to turn around to Pinrear. Where are your people? Because he's saying everyone, and um, I'm, call- I'm going to call his bluff. I-, I think that's bullshit. Most of most of the miners have been killed in the attack from the BBGs. So you have no one? So that's convenient. The ones that haven't that didn't that survived have run away, fearing for their lives. Do you wish to leave? I would rather be exiled than than executed. So then I'm gonna turn around and squint out towards the crowd and see what the pirates are up to. Are they just hanging out in the back? The pirates you brought with you? Yeah. Oh, uh, they're still on like the ships. They no, didn't, they didn't. They, they didn't yeah, the, fi- the four of you are the ones that rushed okay. to the center. So Kurgle's even on the ship still too. Towards the docks and the okay. ship. You offered to take them away from the island, and I will allow that if the council votes votes yes. But that means you take all five. <clears throat> I'll just kind of glare at Hans Klein. <laughs> What's like your now? problem with us? <laughs> he uses slave labor. Needles, Watts, and Foyston are being executed for the problems that CFH caused. Penrear is being executed for treason against the governor. Hans Klein is being executed for a sweatshop, which isn't a thing. <laughs> okay, so we're going to have a second council meeting. You need to gather the rest of your council members and... We're going to get to the bottom of this. I'm sorry, but you have no call for what the consul will do. We just saved your town. Do you not see that? We have killed Galaro, the necromancer who's been empowering these constructs. Did you not see how they suddenly all died at the same time? That was us! I love how Keth is the Martin Luther King of this group. (laughs) We have killed! (laughs) Listen, you have offered... To take these five away in exile, I am agreeing if the council votes yes. Then vote! You see Elio and Ludwig and Buka and six others that you don't recognize kind of gather in a circle and the crowd kind of silences and goes quiet while the five that are at the gallows still kind of stay in their spot because they know if they move, like that's just a bad choice. And then the four of you are standing on the st- at the top of the staircase, and they turn back after kind of whispering amongst each other and say, We have agreed. You can take the five. And the five we will take. You, sir, are despicable. I am going to walk up to Buka and the other council members, and are they all in a 15-foot radius of each other? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Ju- I'm, I'm going to kill give you- them all. I just want to make sure you're clear. There is an entire population of a city. I'm aware. Okay. I'm not going to mass murder them. (laughs) I just want you to know. Are they in a 15-foot radius sphere of each other? Yes. Okay. um, I'm going to approach, and after Finch delivers his, you're despicable. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for letting us take your prisoners away with us, Um, but... I just want to know, how do you plead? And then I cast Zone of Truth. Mm. How do you plead to what? To all of this. If they're guilty, what is your role? Do they they internally actually believe that they are innocent in all of this too? I like it. Elio for sure, yes. The random six, yes. Buka, yes, because he is extremely distraught about the harbor being destroyed of his. And who's the last one? Ludwig's Ludwig. kind of a piece of oh, shit. Ludwig's a piece of shit. He says, I oh, know, I'm involved. <laughs> oh, fuck. oh, yeah, that's all me, baby. <laughs> and on that, 
I'm going to turn away and leave. <laughs> <laughs> Just leave it, okay? Mm. <laughs> he says that truthfully, and then he's like, oh, what? And then, and then, and then the other eight council just turn and look at him. We'll say that y'all exit the scene uh, and yeah. let that go to its mm-hmm. thing. And mm-hmm. the five follow off. Like, y'all help the get the ropes off their necks and untie their arm, like their hands. And y'all walk out towards the ships of Kirkles. Good luck with your island. <laughs> yeah. Just saved your fucking town. That's the thanks we get. Heroes don't always get the thanks they deserve. Yeah, dude. We're hey, the dark but I'm sure that the people we just saved would be very thankful. It, uh, uh, could you say it's the law of the land? I could say it's Ooh. the law of the land. Y'all get back to the docks, and Kurgle sees y'all approaching as they're, as she was just kind of waiting to see what to do because y'all gave her no instruction once. <laughs> we just ran off. <laughs> just in time, we'll, just because it's D&D, and that's what just happens. Uh, you see Pvac and Doris just kind of smothering <laughs> in like a really random fashion up and down, approaching you guys on the docks. Hey, look, it's Doris! <laughs> <laughs> It's a bird. And I'm also like pointing down at them, like, oh, they're right there. Just take me there. <laughs> and you swoop in with Pvac. Oh, hey, guys. Hey, you made it. You got your stuff. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Pvac was, uh, he was he was pretty good at this thing. Good boy, Pvac. I'm going to kind of toss him some nuts and bolts. And he catches them in the air and eats happily. We should do this more often. What, what happened here? Seems the uh, town is in revolt and we're going to hang these five even though they can't for some reason they just are blind they cannot see that Delara was the one really behind everything here so they wanted someone to try and we're just trying to end the death oh these five right here yes oh hi needles and watts what's what's up hello thank you all for saving us we're happy to leave this place Uh, let me get this straight you talk like that all the time you were about to die. Well, we had to come to accept our fate. We had done some wrong things. I'm going to lean into Astra and say, are, are they constructs too? <laughs> <laughs> and then Needle says, yes, I, we, we were involved. And we probably do deserve some sort of punishment. Delaro did manipulate us, but we accepted it. And we should have fought back. And what did you know of Delaro and his plans? Did you know of the undead? I knew that he wished to empower Loran and make it perfect, protected, with the life of undead. And we gave him the tools to do it. And would you do it again? Yes. Wow. I'm going to look at everyone. <laughs> Kill, them. At Kill them. <laughs> I'm going to look at Kurgle, and I'm going to say, oh, man, this is a... Ooh. Yes, we would do it again, but it was only for our lives. I did not know that he would bring so much undead to us. I still don't know how. So many undead. Had to make pins all over the jungles. I'm going to look at Kurgle and I'm going to say, these three clearly have no respect for life. Three? Three. I'm counting Hans Klein in that. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) So, I think you could take them back with you to the pirate island. Why would I want to take them there? Manual labor. Make them work off their debt to society. Hmm. I do need some new servants. Prisoners. 
Slaves. Not servants. Not slaves. <laughs> slaves. Oh, don't, leave, don't use that word. Yeah, yeah. I knew that <laughs> shit was coming. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, unpaid labor, right? Slaves. But they've committed a crime. It's different. Oh, it's because not like taking somebody and forcing them. Because they're innocent. No, or they're, they're not innocent. They're not innocent. Then it's it's okay to make them work for free. <laughs> yes. Ooh. <laughs> it's political. <laughs> and they also don't get to vote. <laughs> <laughs> they are no longer on the council. <laughs> oh. They man. got some soft hands, though. Are you sure they can work? That's their problem. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, I'll take them. Uh, but what about y'all? What are y'all going to do? I guess we're at least taking Penrear and Foyston with us. But the destination, I guess, is a little unknown. Captain Finch! Ga- Captain! Captain Finch! I'll turn and look for whoever's hollering. Uh, you see Dubro running down the beach towards you on the docks. And he's got a piece of paper in his head <laughs> running at you. Uh, I'll wave back. Ah, Dubro! We got word! We got word! What happened to his voice? To me, to me. <laughs> he's screaming. Yeah. He's screaming. Oh, okay. so. He hasn't smoked today. Yeah. Yeah. They just so destroyed he's Stone Cold Sober. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody got any uh, training in the league or something? <laughs> oh, Captain Finch. Oh. Bro. 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 <laughs> <laughs> your, your boot camp friend. And he hands you a piece of paper. I'll take it. You read it, and it says, Bryn Talith reports, I have the black orb. I just got chills. <laughs> <laughs> I am in Shandlin. Please come help. I look at everyone. We're going to Shandlin. Wait, why? What? Why are we going to Shandlin? Someone I was in boot camp with. Someone I would trust in my life. He has the black orb. What? He says to come quick. We must go. Let's blow this popsicle stand. What's a popsicle? <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. We need to think about this. The last time that we ran in head first, we ran into a trap. How do we know this This isn't Vorin or that Mind Flayer? I'm just going to look up. This is the Crimson Command. This is my friend's handwriting. This, this, this is the next step. You're sure of it? Undoubtedly. I trust you, Finch. If you think we should go to Shandolin, then to Shandolin we'll go, as far as I'm concerned. And I'll turn and look at the other three. I'm with you. I still haven't played for an audience here. But forget it. It's fine. We have an entire trip to Shandolin. This is true. We'll have a ship full of people that you can perform for. This is true. Kurgle, can you take us to Shandolin? Oh, well, that's inland. I can't get to Shandolin on a boat. Not to Shandolin specifically. The, the can you get us continent. on route? Oh, well, yeah. I can get you to the west coast of Lunalia. Oh, I can get you to Clanport. Clanport's about uh, two towns away from Shandolin. Perfect. Sounds good. It's a little bit of a journey, though. You'll have to get, you'll have to go by foot for about 14 days. It's nothing we're not used to. Okay. Well, yeah, I can take you. How we'll long? Be... How long is the voyage? Uh, by boat to Clanport takes us about two and a half months. Goodness. Oh, maybe a month and a half. Somewhere in there. Somewhere. Depends on how the winds treat us. The Lord of the Lord of the Well, seems that's our option. I, I, I do believe uh, you could disperse your men at this point. We don't. I, I don't think that there is the uh, fight we assumed we were going to get when we got here. All, all the constructs seem to have died along with Delaro, and I, I think the people are going to manage here. So if we could just uh, get some 
provisions for this journey and start preparing. All right. I'll, uh, I'll tell the fleet commander that he needs to talk to these people over here again because they're going to need protection from outsiders again. Just do it will. the right way. What, what's, what's the right way? Without force or intimidation, have a good working relationship with these people. Peace. Oh, well, I mean, we got the cannons, then they don't have constructs no more. Well, no, sister, you don't want to just threaten to kill them. No, I mean, like, how are they going to protect themselves if they don't have what we have? Have a good working relationship. I, I agree that you should work together. I just don't want you to... Don't threaten them too much. Maybe Buka, but the rest of them are all right. I okay. like most of the little gnomes. Okay. I'll, I'll tell the fleet commander that. <laughs> mm. <laughs> We have definitely left this place worse <laughs> off than when we got here. Balance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's see. You saved Rivers End. It was perfect. Fucked up Gamora real bad. Kind of fucked up Gamora, yeah. Did a lot in Yin. You saved Yin. Yeah, saved yeah, Yin. Yeah, good. Yin yeah, saved Yin. Good. Fuck this place And up. then you fucked Moran up. Balance. Balance. 50-50 yes. right now. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> All right. So, to Linalia? I think so. Linalia. The Chandelier. The Chandelier. All right. crowd in the center market square disperses. After the council allowed the five meant for execution to be exiled, we see a thrashed area. Some are cleaning up debris here and there, but a major event is about to unfold in front of us. The council was the last to leave the scene. Buka angrily with some guards monitored Ludwig's arrest and exited with them. But one curious crafter now bored with the scene kicked some dirt around near the gallows. Elio Ravacrano walks up the stairs to the gallows and tugs at the nooses. He walks over to the lever, pretends to put on a show silently to a vacant crowd, and quickly pulls the lever. The platforms drop instantly. He smiles and says, Yes, it would have worked! But then he tilts his head as the sun shines and glints off something silver. He walks over to the stairs, bends down, picks up the amulet of the fallen moon. He smiles and says, I bet I could do some interesting things with this. Hey companions, this is the finale of Wavebreak 98 if you couldn't tell, and I wanted to step in here at the end to tell you a little more about Wavebreak 98, and why it was so important to me. So as you know, I have been DMing games for over 15 years. 
A lot of campaigns started, not a lot finished. But Wavebreak 98 has a special place in my heart. It comes from one of Matt's first campaigns with me, which Rai Tom was also a part of. Originally, it was a prison, but it was an active prison, and the party from that campaign got split up. One half was captured and put in the prison, the other did a military-style rescue operation. So the format of it was really just repurposed. Part of me is telling you this just because I don't want that old memory to be forgotten, but also, I think it gives you a glimpse into the history of our group. Also, including this episode, the last three or four episodes were from our live charity stream. I think we streamed for 10 hours or so, and we met our goal for the D&D Extra Life campaign. But we ended gameplay a little early, so I have added the unedited after-game talk that we usually don't record to our Patreon. Make sure to give it a listen if you want some more insight on the story. And I'm releasing it for only a dollar. Some other announcements for this outro, though. I've completed and republished episode 6 as a remastered version. You should totally go back and listen to it. New music, voice balancing, all that kind of stuff. That episode really came to life in the remaster. And I know I mentioned this in the last episode, but I have a couple guest spots to mention that we have been a part of. On the podcast Ballad of the Seven Dice, we, minus Rytom, guested as cultists in an episode called A Shining Birthday, which was released on April 15th, 2020. And because the next series of episodes won't really give me the chance to mention this, I also guested on another podcast called Midnight Kingdoms. The two-parter has not been released yet, but I think it will be released mid-May, so keep an eye out on their feed. The next three episodes that come out will be released weekly starting May 14th. They will not include our main cast, but I promise they are worth listening to in order to get a bump of knowledge on Four Orbs lore. So talk to you soon. Also, here's some outtakes from this episode. If one of us were to take two potions and break them over our head, (laughs) will that take an action? Or can that be a bonus action? If I wanted to allow that, I would say it would be a bonus action. Okay, thanks. You also take one point of piercing damage from all of the glass you ingest. (laughs) 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 Any other questions before we get started? I'm blurry. Is that what you said? Yeah. No, Dave is just blurry. Like well, that that would be the wrong one. Yeah, that's the wrong camera. You right. Um <laughs> <laughs> I saw you do that before and, and I, was I was like, like oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Three ten right yeah, now. Let's help well, some more kids. Let's, uh, y'all. let's raise up to four hundred. Yeah, we helped yeah. one child with three hundred dollars. Yeah. Let's help another child no, with maybe no, fifty. No, no, no. We help we help all the children. All like, of them. Every we child. saved all the children, but not the British children. But not yeah. the British children. <laughs> That's yep. still one of the sickest beats I've ever heard. Yep. Uh... Wild magic. <laughs> Matt, do you know what we're talking about? No. We'll show you the mm. video later. Mm. Kick you up. Car for a yeah. <laughs> Ooh. He's got 30 goddamn dicks. <laughs> if he took off his boots, you see the dicks growing off his feet. <laughs>